0: Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spath, He's one of our elders, and this is our now Wednesday Wednesday evening evening. conversation. So in a a little bit, you're going to notice the video shifts, and we're going to be wearing different clothes and everything. (laughs) We re-recorded the greeting because we we know there's going to be some confusion in moving this class up. So our, our Wednesday night class, The Mind of a Disciple, concluded, and we've opened up Wednesday classes here at the building. That's right and so we've shifted this Thursday evening conversation to a Wednesday evening conversation. So from now on the law and the prophets will be coming out Wednesday evening at seven o'clock. So we really do appreciate you being here church. We thank you so much. And, uh, We'll go ahead and jump on into the video. There you go. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchofvictoria.com or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash VCTChurch. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in the book of Genesis. I think we're going to be in uh, Genesis chapter 17 this evening. Um, And, hey, Happy New Year. Uh, Yeah, videos. Should be well mm-hmm. into January by now. By the time they watch this, the it's time. going to be well into January, yeah. <laughs> by the time they watch this. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, hey, it's, uh, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, see what happens
0: next. Hey, man, I'm just glad 2020 is in the rearview mirror.
1: Well, but in next December, we may be saying, I'm glad 2021 is in the rearview mirror. I don't know. But, you know, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be trying to navigate you through the text and try to help you to have a, a different appreciation of God and your relationship with Him. Absolutely. You know, one thing that, that we need to clarify always is that God is very loving, very caring, and He wants us to have a relationship with Him. Absolutely. All, everything that we're doing here, everything is, is pointing to the, the coming of the Messiah. I know it's going to take a long time from here, oh, yeah. but all of this is pointing. One thing I learned when I did some sunset classes was the Old Testament has one one goal. And that is to bring you to Jesus. That's, that's right. what it's about. Absolutely. So that's what, we're, that's what we're going to. We may not always talk about it, but that's what we're going to, is, is trying to get you to Jesus. Because he's the one that's going to change your life. He's the one that's going to make it possible for you to have that relationship. So, you know, if you're out there and you're struggling, uh, maybe you found the per- perfect place to be because, you know, that's where we are too, or where we were at one point. So, you know, it's a good, it's a good day. And I'm, I'm glad to be here.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Glad to be talking about this.
0: It's a good. It's, it's a great chapter. Like well, said.
1: you know, we Genesis is is a it's a, it's a great book if you approach it the right way and if you Absolutely. look at it from the right perspective. There's a lot of things that we're not going to cover. A lot of things. There's no way we can cover. You know, there's going to be a thing about circumcision here. We're probably not going to cover it a lot. There's things in the in the New Testament that talk about circumcision. We're not going to deal with it as much. We'll deal with it down the road when we get to maybe Exodus. We'll deal with it some more. So, so you know here. Um, you know, there's a lot of other stuff here about faith and about walking in faith and, and living in spite of your doubts. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. You know, and that's, that's, a, that's on everybody's mind, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, every day, you know, Every are,
0: day, yeah.
1: We, we, we have those episodes in our life where we, where we are, are asked to do what God's telling us to do. And we're looking, really? Really? And, and yet we do it anyway because we know that's what God's told us to do, even though what we may not understand. Because a lot of times we're not going to understand what God has to say. And that's exactly where Abram's going to find himself down. So let's pray and yeah. get started. Father in heaven, thank you so much for, uh, for the opportunity we have to study tonight. Uh, we're grateful, Father, for, the, for, the, for the, the power of the text. We know that it is your power unto salvation. And we just pray, Father, that, that you help us as we navigate through this, that we'll learn some things that we need to know, that you'll help us to learn those things. And then give us the courage, Father, to apply them to our lives. We want to be everything that you want us to be. We want to be the, the people that your son died to make us, and we're and we're so grateful for the opportunity to, to go through the text tonight. Bless us, Father, as we do that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. All right, brother, you know, uh, you kind of started off a little bit. We've, we've talked about that we're going to be in Genesis 17, but I still want to ask the question. Um, have you ever laughed at something God told you to do? Uh,
1: I won't say laughed. I've, uh, you know, I have, uh, <clears throat> walked up down an aisle uh, to a pulpit. One of the first times I ever preached and saying, are you really sure this is what we're supposed to be doing? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I just say the word and I'm cutting, I know where the back door is. I'll cut and run, man. You know, but uh, I don't say, I don't, I don't think I ever laughed. I mean, uh, I would, uh, by the time I came to God, it was, uh, it was pretty clear in my mind that I had I had already messed this thing up so bad that anything he told me was gonna be had to be so much better than anything I'd come up with. Mm, so interesting. So, you know, I mean because I try to come up with a lot of stuff that, that just wasn't working and never worked in my life. So, you know, coming to God and, and just, you know, being bowing down before him and saying, Just do whatever, you know, do whatever I need done. Mm. I'm 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 good with whatever. And uh you know, and there were some things that that I didn't count on, right? But other than that, I mean, it was I'm I'm good. You know, not not like this text has it, but I think that, uh, you know, I've laughed at the outcome. Hmm. I have done that, not laughed and saying, you know, but laughed and said, "Oh my, is this something or what?" And laughed at, you know, man, there's no way I could have pulled this off. And laugh that I'm even get to be a part of this. That's a that's sometimes it's humorous to me. Yeah, because I still I can't that. get past a lot of times where I've come from, and uh, and you know so it's it's for me it's uh, it's it's in it's it's insane to me that I'm where I'm at. That I'm, I'm in the position I'm at. You know that that I'm 69 years old. Life for me is is uh, is on the downhill slide. You know, 20, 25 years I'll be gone, and to know that absolutely, without a doubt, I'm going to heaven. That is uh, that 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 just boggles my mind. It just does, you know. And so, not laugh, but overwhelmed with anticipation and 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 it, it and it's humorous too because of some of the things that he's put me in, some of the places he's put me in, and things he's asked me to do and uh, and had no idea that I could even do. I could even pull this off. I mean, if you had talked about this, you know, you know, we had a pandemic to make us do this. The talent was always there. The opportunity was always there. The the facilities, everything was always there. But we just never did it. And now look at what we're doing now.
0: I know. You
1: know, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. It's pretty me. cool. It it's it's past pretty cool. You know, I'm doing one on Sunday morning, and I'm standing in a classroom, and uh, and knowing that uh, that uh, people are watching what we're doing, I can't even believe they even want to watch what I'm doing. You know, it's amazing to me. So, but I know there are people that are doing that, and they want and they want to learn and want to grow. So, and I know people are watching gonna be watching this uh, tonight.
0: Well, and being able to to do that, to be be able to you know put out this type of thing, and, and recognize that you know anybody could watch it. Anybody anywhere can watch it. God can use it however he wants, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool feeling. I know for me, uh, I wouldn't say laughed uh, either, per se, but I've certainly uh, feel like I've doubted, feel like I've wavered. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I. When and, it,
1: and if you clarify what laugh means here. They she, they both laughed because they are they didn't believe him because they don't believe him <laughs> because they you know because what he's saying doesn't make any sense to them right and it and it wouldn't make any sense to us either you yeah. know um, so you know I mean, I mean he's talking to them and telling them this is what's going to happen and they're going come on come on
0: you know it's it for me it was when I went up to sunset mm-hmm. you know and uh, you know you have to raise support to do that yeah and. We moved in April and our support didn't start until August. And I thought I would be able to get a job and I couldn't. And God had other things in mind. And I'm sitting there thinking, Oh man, Oh man, I've got kids and a wife to feed and I, and I've got to pay rent, you know, and I've got to do all these things. And and I had, I mean, I had interviews lined up. I went on a bunch of interviews. I went on rideouts outs and stuff. You know, I've been working as a paramedic for a couple of years, been working as a medic for more than a couple, for 10 years, almost at that point. And, um, you know, I had a great resume. I worked in critical care, you know, I did critical care transport, I did emergency transports, I worked nine one one. I mean my my resume for EMS was great. I contracted the Border Patrol. I worked in, in that field as well. So I mean, a great, great great resume. And I'm going to these places and all everything's fallen flat. Everything. National shortage of paramedics. National shortage of paramedics. Fallen flat. I can't find a job. <laughs> and uh I didn't know i didn't know what i was gonna i didn't know how god was gonna gonna do this you know i'm sitting there going god look i know that you're gonna provide i just i i can't and it was it was there was a lot of different things so there was the struggle in knowing that god was going to provide and staying the course where we were at and then it was uh, it there was doubt was did we did we misunderstand did we do the wrong thing should we not have come here you know there was, the, there was those questions. And then, of course, for me, too, there was the whole breaking of identity. I had I had wrapped my identity up in what I did for a living, you know, in my job. You know, I'm a paramedic. That's what I am. You know, that's who I am. And to realize that I wasn't going to get to do that anymore, whew, that was tough. Everything that I had trained to do, everything that I, my education was focused on, everything was just, now it was like starting over from square one. And uh, so, I mean, those three different things there that really all culminated in one event. And it was... It was humbling to say the least. It, it, ah, man, it was only by his strength that we made, that I made it through that.
1: But it's so, it's so uh, overwhelming, humbling, overwhelming to stand back after the fact and look back and say, wow.
0: Well, you know, James says, consider it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you face various trials, you know, because the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Um, Going through it, I was certainly too immature at the time to take any joy in the trial. That's for sure. But looking back at it now and knowing what I know of the word and knowing where I'm at now, um, I'm very thankful for it.
1: Have, have you, have, can
0: you look back now and analyze
1: and see where God, the things that God was doing?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I look at, I look back at that situation and, uh, Every job interview I went on, every ride out I went mm-hmm. on fell flat on its face. I have never had that happen. I've walked into interviews and immediately gotten the job, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not saying I'm, I'm super charismatic or anything, but I'm, I'm pretty personable usually. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm talking about. And so that helps, you know. And all of these interviews fell flat on their face. And I can go back and I, I look at the interview and I know exactly when they fell. And it's crazy to me. That, they, that I was watching this happen and I couldn't stop. There was nothing I could do. I was taking steps in the interview based on things they had said, watching them just fall apart. Watching it go like I had one one uh, owner of an ambulance company who told me that they'd pay $24 an hour. That's what he told me. And so when we were talking about wage, I said, you know, yeah, 24 hours be be fine. And the supervisor laughed. They had the supervisor in the interview room and he laughed. And I realized right then and there, the owner had lied to me. Why would he say that? It was mind boggling to me. <laughs> if you're not going to pay me that much an hour and you don't want to pay me that, don't offer me that. Mm-hmm. But that's what he had done. He'd offered me that. And, and so there was a, there were dynamics going on at all of these places. It was bizarre to watch it all unfold. It was absolutely bizarre. I was asking for what they offered mm-hmm. and it was falling apart left and right. It was crazy to me. But, Going through all of that and watching my wife, who'd been a stay-at-home mom for four years, okay, no, I mean, she worked in the restaurant industry, but not for very long, you know, she'd been stay-at-home mom for four years, watching her go out and find a job in two seconds and watching her meet the person she needed to meet there in order to get the job she would have for three years while we were in Lubbock, that working as a waitress, it was one of the top steakhouses in Texas, okay, She worked as a waitress there for three years, made the money we needed to make, kept us afloat while we were at school. I mean, I had support. My support rolled in. I worked part-time as well. Um, That was part of my support package with uh, Main Street Church Christ, Sudan, Texas. And so, But we got through it. It got her through school. It got me through school. She made some lifelong connections there. She had some awesome impact on some people there. It was amazing to watch God use her. In that, in that, I mean, so many things happened while she was there at that, re- it was mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. And to see all of that happen, and I couldn't get a job, you know, and to see God moving and all that, it, it was, thinking back on it now, it's amazing, you know, it's amazing. But um.
1: Well, that's exactly what's going to happen here. Yes. In this text. Yes. They're, you know, they're going to, they've they been told to do something for a while. They've been told something's going to happen for them and. Yeah. All since they started, since we've started talking about them, and and now here it's going to come to a place where they're going to say, "Uh oh, no," you
0: know, you know, it it it's it's going to be difficult for them. It is absolutely. But let's let's get into it. You know, and and all of this has to do, I in my mind, all of this, the things I went through, the things that you've gone through, the things that Abraham Abram is going through, he will find. And the things that people
1: are watching are going through now. Absolutely, they're things they're going through now.
0: All of it comes down to whether you're going to stand on his word or not. Mm-hmm. I think that's the million dollar question. We go back all the way to Genesis 3 when Eve and Adam th- uh, fell, mm-hmm. right? Did they stand on his word? And we can flash forward all the way to the temptations of Christ. Or are we standing on his word? And Yuck. I think that's one of the big questions. Let's, let's look at what God has to say. So we're in Genesis chapter 17. I'm reading out of the NIV. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God almighty. Walk before me faithfully And be blameless. Verse 2, Then I will make my covenant between me and you, and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and to your descendants after you, and I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant. So this is an important distinction here. We've seen these promises from God, okay? Mm-hmm. This is now being ratified as what we call a suzerain covenant. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that he's made a a suzerain covenant. Now, you might be like, "Oh my gosh, what's the, what is a suzerain?" It just means it's a fancy word for a king, mm-hmm. okay? And there but there are two parts to this this suzerain covenant, this kingly covenant. There's his part and there's the vassal or Abraham's part, mm-hmm. okay? And so God is saying, Look, in the past, I've promised you these things, but there's never been anything on Abraham's part. He's never required anything of Abraham, but now that he's going to require something. The first stipulation is in verse uh, 1, right? He says, Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. So that's the first stipulation to this covenant. You need to walk with me faithfully and be blameless right Mm -hmm. then he says then i'm going to make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers now here down here he says in verse nine there's another stipulation as for you you must keep my covenant you and your descendants after you for the generations to come this is my covenant with you and your descendants after you the covenant you are to keep every male among you shall be circumcised you are to undergo circumcision and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner, those who are not your offspring. Whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant.
1: Now, pretty specific. Yeah. You know, this is what you do for you and I to have a relationship. That's what he's saying. That's right. He said the first thing he tells him. He said, he said, you want you want to do what I tell you. You got to walk before me faithfully and be blameless. That means you got to do what I tell you to do. That's right. Always do what I tell you to do, and then you have to be circumcised. Here is the sign of this covenant be circumcised. Correct. Now, you know that, that that's this guy is 99 years old and somebody's going to come after his private parts with a knife.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. that is exactly what it says. Yeah. And not only him, but everybody in his household. Correct. All of his slaves, all of his anybody that he's bought, anybody to be in this household and to be under this code, you know, Tell me, how does Abraham explain this to the people? <laughs> how does he explain it to a 50-year-old man? He says, drop your pants. We got some stuff we got to do here. You, you see, sometimes what God's going to ask us to do is difficult. Oh, yeah. It's difficult. You going to, to sunset with no money and obviously God wanted you there, it's difficult. You know, you could say, well, it's not like this. Well, yeah, in a sense it is. This was a physical sign of a covenant. You know, for you to pick up and leave and take your your family and go someplace that you didn't know what was going to come and how you were going to pay for anything and then to have God shutting doors in front of you, that's difficult. Oh, yeah. So sometimes God doesn't always ask us to do easy stuff. No. You know, when he, when he asks us, to put him first, the first question I've got to ask myself is do I love him enough to do that? Do I love him enough to put him first? Because whatever I love more is what I'm going to put first.
0: That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Okay,
1: Abraham's going to have to make a decision here. Do I love God enough to do what he's telling me to do? It's not going to be easy. Like I said again, Convince the guys in your troop that this is a plan. You know how much credibility and how much how, how much respect they have to have for you to do this? See, we never look between the lines on this thing. I want to look between the lines. I want to see, I want to know what do I do if Abraham's coming after me with a knife? What do I do? Yeah. You know how, how much I have to like this guy? How much I have to trust him? Because God ain't talking to them. God's talking to him. God's come to him. Not He didn't come to the whole group and everybody said, oh my, that's God talking. I'll do that. He's only talked to Abraham. That's right. Yeah. And Abraham's going to come at them with a knife and say, oh, by the way, this is what we have to do. Now, it's easy coming at an eight-day-old. You don't, you don't know what's coming. But if you're 58 years old,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: you see, you know, so this is not... We, we kind of brush through this sometimes. And I think, you know, if you're watching guys understand how difficult what God just asked him to do is. Now, he's got to trust God. Oh, my. He, he's got to trust God immensely to be able to do what he's just been asked to do. Because this is going to be tough. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, what, does he get his wife to do it to him? Does he get... You know his buddy? Does he do it to himself? Could you? <laughs> you know, no, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, no, I, mean no. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not trying to be crass here. No, no. But I this understand. is true. Yeah. This you is know, a and tough if that if it bothers you, well, it's going to get a whole lot worse when they start gutting animals and start bleeding animals everywhere. You know, and 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 they're bleeding thousands of animals at a time. It's going to cause. where well, I'm going to take you between the lines. I want you to see the maggots. I want you to smell it. So the only way you can really appreciate Scripture is if I think is if you read between the lines. What's going on here? You know, I mean, we we've, we we gloss over this so much, and people that study with me, they know this is this. Is, you know, I've had I had a guy one time said, "I don't like study with you," and he said, "You you you uh, you change Scripture too much." I said, I'm not changing Scripture. I said, "I just want you to read between the lines. I want you to see what is there."
0: Well, this is a this is a real thing that real people did. So this is, this is our real father talking to Abraham, telling him, this is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. This is what you have to do. And he's got to respond to that. He's got to, he's, he's got to turn around and do it. And there are implications involved. People forget that. You know, people want to look at it. And it's important to have that understanding because when we, get, when we get to the Gospels of Christ, if you have the attitude that, well, this is just a book, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Because it's, it's not just a book. You'll have eternity so, to think about that too. My gosh the reality is christ actually walked around and actually talked to these people he mm-hmm. actually did these things this mm-hmm. there's not a his, this isn't a historical question you know what i'm saying this mm-hmm. is a historical fact lots of people wrote about christ who that that aren't in the bible yep. okay josephus wrote about the movement okay tacitus wrote about the movement yep. there is no question that jesus of nazareth is a person that actually existed that actually did the things that scriptures say he did mm-hmm. okay the jews who who murdered him who had him murdered even remark themselves that his followers were miracle workers okay so what I, all that to say this if you're not reading between the lines if you're not putting yourself in the text if you're not seeing these things for the things that they are it's not like god was like okay man you gotta order a pizza
1: no this that's not
0: what happened no, here. okay uh-uh. this is this is a brutal thing this is a hard thing for a 99-year-old a 99 year old man, not only just for him to do, but he's got to do it to his son Ishmael, right? That's what it says, all of your descendants. So he's got to do it to his son Ishmael, who isn't an eight-day-old. No. And he's got to do it to all the servants of his house. And remember, he's talked to God about this Eliezer of Damascus, who was his heir. So this man from Damascus, who was his heir, he's going to need to be circumcised.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's... <laughs> I, I, I wonder when God hangs up, okay, and God's not talking anymore, what's the first thing that Abraham thought?
0: Well, let's keep reading. Okay. Let's keep reading. All right. Verse 9, then God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. Oh, we've read that. Sorry. Uh, Starting in verse uh, 15. Mm -hmm. I apologize. Starting in verse 15. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. So a couple of observations here. He doesn't get incredulous until he's told he's going to have a son born. He's just been told you need to go circumcise yourself and all the people in your house. That does not phase this man. Apparently, he's a rock under that, which I wouldn't be. Like, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like, that, that, I would need some clarification. <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. But that, he, he starts doubting. It seems like he starts doubting right here. Mm-hmm. He laughed. He, he asks a very obvious question. Will a son be born to a man 100 years old? Will Sarah bear a child at 90? And then instead of what you just said, how about this? Ishmael, may he live forever under your blessing. Excuse me. If only Ishmael might live under your blessing.
1: And what he's saying is, why can't we just do this? It it seems more logical that that this would go through Ishmael. It seems more logical. To Abraham, it seems more logical. Correct. Not to God because God doesn't come of it from human logic.
0: Well, and this was the whole, this, remember, just a chapter ago, this was the whole scheme between Abram, Hagar, and Sarai. Mm-hmm. They were going to, you know, abuse this slave mm-hmm. they had yep. and get her pregnant instead. Mm-hmm. And this was going to be the child. And so that's really where we left off. And, and God said, hey, you need to go and submit back. She ran away. God said, go back and submit to your master. But here we are. And it's, it's, really, it's really shocking to me. You know, now that we're really getting into this, it's really shocking to me that the first part didn't seem to elicit any response. He can, he, I guess maybe in his mind, I can do the first part of this, right? I can go and accomplish this. I can circumcise myself or have somebody circumcise me and we can get this done. Like I can see that happening. But what I can't see happening is my wife at 90 and me at 100 having a kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I, I'm, that's what I'm left with. Here.
1: You know what I'm thinking? Hmm. If I'm him, okay, I know how this works, and I know what I have to do to make this happen, unless God is going to artificially inseminate her. That means I ha- we, have to, we have to come together. Right. He just told me that, and I'm trying not to be crass here. Well, he's going to be circumcised. Yeah. So that's going to be difficult. Difficult. I mean, it's come, come on, dude. We're reading the lines here. Yeah, it's the it's, first thing I'm thinking of is three months from now, maybe I will start. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, because I this I'm gonna be I'm gonna be waddling around for a while.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be incapable for a little I'm bit. gonna be
1: incapable for a while. That's what I see. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too uh, uh, I don't know. That's what that's the first thing I'm gonna think of if I'm him, you know. It's not, you know, and, and I'm thinking about Ishmael and saying, you know what. I'm not going to be able to do this anyway. Maybe, so, maybe Ishmael,
0: maybe, okay, so maybe instead what he's saying, right, is if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. So rather than do all of the things that you've just said, right, the circumcision, the going through, having a kid with Sarah, that's none of that. How about Ishmael? Yeah. Maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah. So maybe it's a to- maybe he's addressing the whole problem. Maybe he's
1: trying to put a, the a whole that, hey, God, had you thought about this?
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, we worked really hard with Hagar earlier. Yeah, we got a kid. Yeah. Maybe Ishmael.
1: Yeah. Why, why could, you know, do you think maybe we could go a different way here? Same thing kind of Jesus does in the garden, kind of different, but, you know, you know, I don't really want to do this.
0: <coughs> now, that's interesting. So I hadn't thought of that. Maybe that is what's happening here. Maybe, maybe. maybe he's offering up Ishmael as, okay, yeah, I know you, you said circumcision. I know you said through, through <laughs> her, but how about Ishmael? We already got him. He's already here. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's looking at the totality and he's, he's lifting him up. Here's the thing. We read this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I mean, look, folks, you got, hopefully you've got your Bible in front of you and you're looking at this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Genesis chapter 17 and in verse 17, I can't read this in my, in my culture, in my time period where I'm at. I can't read what's been written here without saying Abraham doubted, Abraham wavered. Well,
1: I, I think he's like all of us. Okay? I don't think he's any different than any of us. You know, did you not have some questions? For when, sure. When uh, when you went to, to sunset and yep. your money wasn't gonna start for another three or four or five months, you didn't have a job, couldn't get a job. Didn't you have some didn't you have some oh, doubts man. and some questions? Oh yeah. You know? Did it did it help to form who you are? Yes. Did it did it help to uh grow your faith? Absolutely. So sometimes doubting is a way for our faith to grow. Remember, God is looking at us from God's perspective. We're looking at it from our perspective. Of course. And it's different, okay? Uh, You know, Abraham's looking here and he says, this seems like a pretty tall order here. You know, maybe it'd be better if we did it through Ishmael. Well, God's already got a plan for Ishmael. He does. It just didn't happen to be the plan that Abraham thinks. He's got a different plan for Ishmael. Here... He's got a plan, he's got a plan for Jesus here. And Abraham doesn't understand that. No. He does not understand. But, you know, I, I can understand what you're saying about wavering or doubting. You know, I think, I think all of us experience a weakening of our faith from time to time. I think we have a, a time in our in our lives when when we when we look around and say, man, this maybe maybe I made a mistake. You know, I mean I don't know. I mean, you know, things happen in my life. You know, have any, my friends all abandoned me. My family all abandoned me. Maybe I made a mistake.
0: I like what you said. I like everything that you said, right? But specifically, we're looking at it from our perspective mm-hmm. versus what's God's perspective. Absolutely. So rather than look at that text and say, you know what, from my perspective, earthly wisdom, human thinking, I'm looking at this and saying, dude, he does not believe God. Rather than staying that and living there, let's let the Spirit interpret the text. So let's go to Romans chapter 4. Jump over to Romans chapter 4, folks. You can pause the video and and get there. But I'm in Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Against all hope, Abraham. Now, this is Paul writing this letter to the Romans. Paul, Hmm. who is the apostle who saw Jesus, right? Um, He is writing this letter to the Romans, the church that is in Rome. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. What that tells me is that what we see in Genesis 17, 17 through 18 is not wavering in your faith. No, it's not. He needed his faith strengthened. Paul says that, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. That's what Paul says, That the inspired writer that Paul is, that's what he says. So he did need to be strengthened in his faith, Mm -hmm. but God does not consider this to be wavering. This Mm -hmm. is huge for me because I look at Abraham and Mm -hmm. I look at some of the the wonderful promises that God has given us, and isn't it hard to believe sometimes? Think Mm -hmm. about it. God promised us in Matthew. He said, if you pursue my righteousness these things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about food and clothing there. He says the Gentiles chase after all this stuff all the time. The pagans run after it. You don't have to. Your Father knows what you need. If you pursue my righteousness, these things will be added unto you. That is an awesome promise from God. That
1: means that if I have a relationship with God, that Jesus gives me the opportunity to have, if I do all the things that God has told me to do, and I and and I, and I'm not, I just say, oh, Jesus, please come in my heart. That, I mean, it's about walking the walk. That's right. It's about living the life. It's about saying, I will follow you wherever you ask me to go. I will make sure that I'm not more important, you're not more important, that's not more important, or neither is that. He is the most important thing in my life. If I do that, then I have a relationship with with Father. And, and he understands that, that that my faith at times is going to need to be strengthened i'm going to need to persevere there's going to be punishment there's going to be discipline there's going to be trials and tribulations all designed to help me to grow up and to grow in my faith so when this guy what this guy's hap- what's happening here is one of those times where he's down his face down in the dirt and saying you know, and he's doubting a little bit. He's struggling a little bit because it doesn't make sense to him what God has said in his life. Man, I've been there. You know, I'm sitting in a church full of a bunch of godly people and I'm going, what am I doing here? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. That's, that's not who I am. It what it what What I needed is those people in my life that were there. You know, I remember I remember the first time, and I may have told this before, I remember the first time a man came up and hugged me here. And it was Booty Pearson. And I looked down at him because he's pretty short, a lot shorter than I am. And he's and he got this bear hug, and he's got a really strong grip. And uh, I had no idea he was going to become like a father to me. I had no idea that that what he was doing. And I looked at him and I said, dude, get away from me. <laughs> Man, guys don't hug guys. No, get away from me. I didn't sell that. That's what I'm thinking. You know, and, and I'm looking around going, what am I doing here? Aaron, what am I doing? What's going on here? What is happening here? You know, he tells me to go. He tells me to do this. And now i got to start bringing a knife. to. The, to the, i got to bring a knife into the equation. Now I'm 100 years old, 99, and I'm going to have a kid. Man, I don't even want to, I don't even want to do what it takes to get a kid anymore. It's I'm I'm past all that. That's not what God says. And you know, I guarantee you, this was a time of struggle for Abraham. For maybe just a moment, maybe not a weakening of faith, but not a wavering, just a doubt in his mind. You know, are you kidding?
0: Well, and Paul says, right, you know, he was strengthened in his faith and he was fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. We're going to see in Genesis 20, in a couple of chapters here, where... He's going to lie again. He's going to lie again. He's going to lie just like he did before. Sarah. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So God looks at all of that. He looks at the whole picture of our faith, of our walk with him. And he doesn't see those moments that we would say is wavering, that we would say is doubting. I mean, just what Abraham is doing here. We, I see that I read in the text, verse 17 we, and 18.
1: We looked at this, we talked about this a while ago off camera. <clears throat> and your little girl did something that uh, we don't need to talk about at all, but she did because she's a, she's a, a wired up little kid, <laughs> you know, she's as cute as she can be. I got a granddaughter like her, you know, and and you love her. But you know what? She needed to. She needed to understand that what she did, mom and daddy were not happy. About. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and and you know what? It strengthened her. Maybe not yet, because she's still. How old is she? Four. She's still. But when she becomes 10, 12, 14, 24, those times will have strengthened her to a point where she's going to be a godly woman and a mate to someone. And have godly children that's because her father and her mother know better than a four-year-old and is looking at her from from the eyes of an adult God looks at us from the eyes of a father and he looks at us like we're three and four years old and said that's all right I got this it's okay and that gives me a great sense of hope and it gives me a say you know I want to be in a relationship with him because he has that that love for me
0: that's exactly what he says Let's, mm-hmm. get, let's look at Genesis mm-hmm. 19. Then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. <laughs> I love God. He's like, right. okay, just like just like what you were mentioning there. You know, mm-hmm. he looks into the eyes of a father, and he looks at Abraham, and he goes, okay, I, I get it. Yeah. Yes, yep. but your wife Sarah, but this is what it's really going to be, will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and will greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of 12 rulers, and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. I want to ask you something. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh. How did you get your name? Do you have any? is there any, any story behind how you got your name, Cole?
0: Well, um, my parents didn't want to name me Lovey. L- lovey Lovey. Yeah. So my, you know what I just heard?
1: Huh? I heard Lee laughing in the other
0: room. Yeah. <laughs> so lovey. So my grandfather's name on my mom's side, Lovey Mellon. Mm-hmm. my uncle's name uh his his own his only son's name, Lovey Melvin. Um uh, now needless to say my uncle did not pass down that name. Mm-hmm. He named his son Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm not sure what the what what if there's any tradition or family behind that name. Uh so my older brother, he was named after mm-hmm. my dad's father, Arthur. Uh so when I was born, I was the second, and my grandfather was pressuring my mother to name me Lovey Melvin to, to as a family name, you know, pass it down. And my, my parents were <laughs> no way not having any of it. Um, so to get around it, they uh, I'm not really sure they picked my name out of a book. I believe okay. they liked that name. They found that name. They liked that name. They said no, we're gonna name him Cole. And uh, they gave my middle names are uh, family names after my dad's. Yeah, I got mine. How?
1: My my mother heard the song "Oh Danny Boy," mm-hmm. and she named me th- from that song. And uh, I just got a a, a, a a all of my family, the older family. They all call me Danny. I can't stand it. Can't stand it because it reminds me of that song. Every time I hear that name and i got a card in the mail the other day from from my cousin who leases a piece of property from us and they sent us the lease check and on the on the check danny spade cuz that's what they call me so i had to sign that check this morning to cash it never signed anything with that isaac every single time he hears that name you know what it means
0: yeah, he laughs. he laughed yeah
1: He's going to be Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac going to be reminded every time they hear his name that he laughed about this. You know, I just thought it was a neat little thing. It is. You know, and I'm going, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, there's reminders for us, and God says, I want you to name him. He laughed, so you'll never forget what happened here.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's (laughs) great. It's absolutely great. It's actually funny, too, because at the beginning of this, whole section. The Lord says, right? It says, when Abram was 99 years old, in verse 1, 17, mm-hmm. 1, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. That God Almighty in the Hebrew is El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Mm-hmm. And it and it really means the one who can do anything. Yep. Almighty. I yeah. can do anything.
1: It means there isn't anything he can't do. That's what it means.
0: So it's, it's, it's very interesting. There's a lot of these little aspects in the text that God has left us, these little nuggets that are supposed to help us understand mm-hmm. kind of the dynamic that's going on. Uh-huh. Here, Abram, Abraham struggled, kind of struggled and needed to be strengthened with this idea because mm-hmm. he didn't think it could be done, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we are, you know, and here we are again with Isaac. And he says, you're going to name him. He laughs to remind you, you know, of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's absolutely, you know, I think you really hit the nail on the head. God absolutely, the way he looks at this whole thing, it's like a father. Absolutely. Who knows more than that's his children true. and who's helping his children mm-hmm. to say, look, this is really the way it's going to be, and you can trust me and you can have faith in it. Mm-hmm. For sure. There's and no I, think,
1: I think the people that are watching, and, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about the, the, the church itself, but I'm talking about that person that's watching that maybe doesn't have a relationship with God. And is is struggling with, do I really want to do that? Do I want to? Do I want to pay what it's going to cost? Do I want to do the thing? Do I want to turn my life over to him? Do I want to do that? And uh, and to know that that I have an advocate on my side, that loves me more than you love your daughter. Because what you did for your daughter was a loving, caring, kind thing to, to do for long term, not for her short term. At least not from her perspective.
0: Oh, no, not from her perspective.
1: <laughs> you know, and I've, and I have seen, I've seen my, I've seen my son, I've seen my daughter-in-law and I've seen my wife have to, have to do some things with the, our little granddaughter that for the moment, not really her fun thing, but for long-term it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to grow her. And, and because we all look at that, at that. The, our grandkids, the way, in a kind of sense, the way God sees us, we see from a from up here when they're way down here. And God sees us from way up here. He's looking at us down. It's like, it's like a, you know, we went to the Alamo Bowl a few years back, and we had someone from here that that uh, that ponied up the money, for us to get a, a box, a luxury box about 7 grand somebody paid ponied up get and about 15 of us went and there was food involved and everything watching a football game in a dome stadium up high like that is a different perspective than watching from the field i'm running around the field and i'm seeing everything at eye level and god's looking at it from the press box hmm. and he sees me and he's watching me as his child and saying whoops hold up can't do that don't do that here I'm going to put this in play because this needs to happen because I am his child and first John chapter 3 says, chapter 2 says and he loves me enough to make give me the opportunity to have that relationship that's amazing so when I look at Abraham I'm saying this is only telling me exactly what the father's already doing to, with me and what's available for the people that are watching
0: Look at verse 23. Mm-hmm. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and all those born in his household or bought with his money, every male in his household and circumcised them as God told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised and his son Ishmael was 13. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day and every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household or bought from a foreigner was circumcised with him. God tells you to do something. <laughs> You do it. It doesn't make any difference. It
1: doesn't make any sense? You do it. You just do it. How do you know when it's God telling you?
0: It's consistent with His Word.
1: See, that's what I've had people ask me that before. Well, how do you know when it's God telling you? When you read it, and God is talking to you through the Word, and the Spirit is moving you through the Word, you know. Yeah. You know. God is. You it. knew when you were supposed to go to sunset. It was like somebody was leading you there. What then? What? Oh, yeah.
0: No, there's no question. Yeah. There's no question. But all the other stuff was there, you know, and you doubted for a moment, doubted for a moment, doubted for a moment. Man, then... I thought I thought we misunderstood. You know, I was like, maybe we misunderstood, but, I, but, you know, basically. But there's
1: nothing in the Word that says, Jess, Jessica, you all no. need to go to sunset. There's no. nothing in there. I but
0: mean, it, find me book, chapter, and verse. But it's consistent with His Word, right? Yeah. His Word tells us, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And same it's, Word, was, and ta-
1: he, but the same Word was talking to me, and I didn't go
0: absolutely right No, that's very true the same word was talking to you and you didn't go mm-hmm. but I imagine you didn't go because you weren't called to go I see what we did was we tested it you know I mean when you, when you get something like that from God you don't just run out and, and do it you test it you got to because well because we're human I guess mm-hmm. because it's a struggle because for whatever reason and we tested it through godly counsel you know hey is this something that we should do we tested it through raising support. Could we raise support to go? Could we work things out and prayed over it? You know, we did all of those things. We went up to Sunset and checked it out. You know, I didn't know for certain I was being called to go to Sunset. You know, we had, my wife and I had talked and we were thinking about maybe going to LCU. I had a post 9-11 GI Bill. I could go to school through that, use that GI Bill there, mm-hmm. do all that type of stuff. And I could work and do part-time and stuff like that. There were lots of different ways that we <coughs> saw it coming mm-hmm. together, I guess a lot like Abraham. Mm-hmm. And um, it was through prayer, God the counsel, and us looking at these things and trying to do that, and all these doors were being opened. So we, we stepped through You
1: think that, that Abraham has, saw the same things?
0: Probably. Probably. Just I a different perspective.
1: So. But in a different way, but but he saw the same and he had the same kind of things he had
0: to do. I mean, we see what he did with Hagar. We see him come before God and say, Well, what about Ishmael? Remember we did all this stuff, God, you know? Mm-hmm. And God says, No, no, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Look, I mean could God have blessed us had we gone through LCU, had we been stubborn and said, No, this Absolutely. is what we're gonna do? I Absolutely. think so. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't I don't have any doubt. I know mm-hmm. on this side because of it
1: Because that didn't whether you went to Sunset or LCU or whatever or didn't go at all, that wasn't going to take away from the fact that you still had become his child. That's right. You know, if you watched my stuff on, on Sunday morning, we've been talking about that. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. About, In fact, we had to do one in here because we had a glitch You know, in the, the stuff that we did, and we did one in here about that. You know, he, he, he made it possible to adopt me. Yeah. And he adopted me. Means I belong to him, I'm his child. I belong in his family. That's right. Which is the church. What he says. To, that's what he tells. What Paul tells Timothy, that the church is the household of God. I get to be a part of that. You know, I don't deserve that. No, neither do But would. I. But I am born into that. And now all of the promises he's going to give to him, I have rights to this. That's right. I have rights to all this because of that. You see how this guy guys has connection to us, man, this is amazing stuff, man. You know, I mean, we could have dealt with a whole lot of stuff in here. We could have dealt with the circumcision thing. We're not going to deal with all that because this is a physical covenant. That's what this is. This circumcision is a sign of this physical covenant.
0: That's right.
1: The circumcision that we go through is a spiritual covenant. Correct. And it's different. It is. And if you want to look at that, go look at Colossians. Read the book of Colossians.
0: Or come to my class. Yep, Wednesday, that's Monday. right, Wednesday we're night. Gonna be, You're going to be teaching be Colossians, teaching Colossians that's Wednesday right. night. It'll yep. be in live, though, only. <laughs> we're not yep. recording that one.
1: But... Yeah, we're not recording that one. So, hey, I, I, great chapter. It great is. chapter. It's uh, but, fantastic. But you know, when chapter. we get to chapter 20, we we may revisit this. We're going to have to. Because, because he is going to doubt again, and he's going to
0: lie about it. At least from our perspective, you know, we, we call it doubting, and we have a lot of negative connotation to that. But that's not how God sees it. No, he doesn't. And so understand, church, we're going to probably call it doubting. We'll probably refer to it that way. But for us, that's how it's always looked. But from God's perspective, obviously, from what Paul writes in Romans, this isn't considered doubting. It's a time of strengthening for Abraham.
1: I am so glad that when I do what your daughter did, that God doesn't kick me out of the family. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He strengthens us. And, And
1: you know, guys, if you want to find out what she did, Talk to Cole. He'll tell you. You know, I mean, it, I mean, it, it. I mean, it's it's funny, and it's not dangerous or anything like that. It just, it just, she disobeyed. She did something she wasn't supposed to do. Disobeyed again. Did it again, and got punished for it. Yeah. Didn't get kicked out. Didn't kick her out in the street and say, no. "Go find another family to be a part of."
0: No, with. certainly not.
1: No. no. God doesn't do that to us either. No. Never would do that to us because He loves us more than you love your daughter, more than I love my granddaughter more. Let's pray now. Father, thank you for this class. Thank you for this text. Thank you for the way that you deal with us as your children. Father, for those that are watching that maybe don't have that relationship, I pray, Father, that you help them to navigate through all the things that they need to know, and, and they will be, they will decide for themselves to be obedient to you, that they will count the cost, that they will look at it and see what, what you require, and they will do the things that you call them to do. When they call on you, that that give them the confidence to know that you will respond. Thank you, Father, for that. And it's in the name of your Holy Son we pray. Amen.